a knot of mourners in a bleak forest of stone, a few words of comfort, and another mortal journey is over in Mansion of the Misbegotten. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of The Brave and the Bob. And once again, I have a theme going here. I have a guest, and we have a comic, and there's a specific reason for it. So welcome back to the show, Jeremiah. How are you, man? I'm well. Thanks for having me on, Billy. So once again, you and I are going to be talking about the Phantom Stranger, but in the form of the Brave and the Bold, right? Yep. This is his second appearance um, in the Brave and the Bold, and it's a good one. Yeah, and you figure they must have you know, got some pretty good feedback about the first appearance of Phantom Stranger, because that was uh, in Brave and the Bold, was uh, issue 89. And right back here at issue 98, we're going to be covering a uh, cover date, October, November 1971. You know, he's back uh, for another appearance. So it, it must have sold well, or they wouldn't have had him back in. Yeah, and his, his series is still going at this point. So, you know, it, it's a good excuse to work the character into the larger DC universe for sure. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, the last time you and I talked, we, you know, talked a little bit about uh, your uh, history and your thoughts on the Brave and the Bold as a title overall. And I did start out the episode by uh, just, you know, throwing out a slight disclaimer that, you know, the art on the cover was uh, a bit better, in my opinion, than the art on the interior. But the art on the interior was still good. It just wasn't up to, you know, the the cover that was uh, Mr. Neil Adams. So this one is uh, a bit different, though. This one. Uh, we get a specific cover here by Mr. Nick Cardi, who is someone I also really, really love. So let's talk about that. Uh, what is this cover all about here? There's a lot going on here, right? This is a pretty busy cover. That you know, there's a big black background with a yellow t- a, a tent door being opened by this woman in a dress that's mm-hmm. pointing at. She's pointing at Batman, who seems to be unconscious. There's a monster coming through the light of this tent door, the big knife in his hand. Um, and she says, now come forth and kill the Godfather. Like I said, <laughs> pointing at Batman. And then you have an apparition type form uh, that looks to be the Phantom Stranger. So, yeah, they, there's a, and there's some creepy dudes in the background. So this is obviously the middle of the story, um, whatever's happening here. But it, it's a well done cover. Yeah, I like this one quite a bit. Like you said, it's you know it's really cool. It's put together well. It's laid out great. Like I said, there's a lot going on. You know, you have the brave and the bold masthead across the top, and it shows Batman in the corner box, and has the Batman logo and the Phantom Stranger logo, and you know it's it's almost like it's split in half. Where on the left is this you know crazy looking creature with this knife and this hot chick here in her dress uh, with a slit halfway up her leg. It's like wow. And then <laughs> the right side's the Phantom Stranger and these crazy ghouls or whatever. Phantom Stranger almost looks like he's coming out of a, I think it's supposed to be like a brazier, but it almost looks like one of those old school, like uh, cigarette butt things where you used to see them at the mall and stuff when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. It definitely looks like there's some kind of ceremony or something going on because mm-hmm. Batman seems to be laid on an altar. Um, and yeah, there's the brazier, the brazier. Um, so there's, there's a lot unknown, about uh what's happening here one yeah, thing to note is this mm-hmm. this comic is 25 cents bigger and better and it has two um 
backup stories in it, reprints, but there's three stories in this book for a quarter. Yeah, and the Batman story is 22 pages, too. So it's not like you're getting, you know, gypped with the Batman story being only like 12 pages and you're getting two backups. You're getting two backups and a, like basically a full story of, you know, Batman and Phantom Stranger, right? Yeah, and it, it, you can tell it's a, it's a thicker book. Um, feels like it has more pages. So that's pretty cool. You get a get a lot for your quarter in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is really good. I mean, and, uh, you know, I'll say right away, I absolutely love this one. The artwork is great. I love it. The story is it's great story. And it's just absolutely, you know, berserk, as I would only uh, expect from uh, Mr. Bob Haney. <laughs> yeah, this one definitely feels more like a, a DC horror story. It feels mm-hmm. a bit more like the Phantom Stranger book, the stories that, you know, happened in the Phantom Stranger um, it's a bit more uh, mature in a sense mm-hmm. in the in the subject matter. It, very good comic for sure. Yep, and like I said, it's script uh, Bob Zaney, Bob Haney, and then uh, pencils, inks, and letters by Jim Apparel. And uh, I think I know how you feel about him as well, but I'll say for the hundredth time, he is my favorite DC artist of all time. Uh, I love his Batman, whether it was you know, you know, Batman Detective, uh, Brave and Bold, or you know, whatever he did, I just love it. Absolutely love it. I love Jim Apparel's artwork. What do you think? Uh, same thing. I, I love Apparel's artwork. It, it's so distinctive. And, and now when I read Apparel stories, they're just so they're so comforting. It's it's just, you know, you're going to get a well illustrated comic book. And when it's Batman, he he's one of the top guys for Batman for me. Um, his figure drawing is outstanding. Uh, yeah, I'm always pleased these days to find something that he, he drew. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just, I, I've never seen a bad Jim Apparel comic book. I've never even seen a just, eh, okay Jim Apparel comic book. Not ever. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, my brother and I have talked about it. You know, we, you, if we want to just read, a good comic or you want to look at something apparel did we'll you know we'll pull out a issue of batman and the outsiders of the outsiders and it's you know comfort food gets used a lot but it, it really is just something that you can go back look at and you it it's always going to be enjoyable mm-hmm. yep uh, yeah this this one here is uh, no exception to that rule so all right well let me jump into this here quick and then we can uh, jump into the issue so uh this is the synopsis for uh Uh, Batman and the Phantom Stranger, Mansion of the Misbegotten. When Batman goes to visit his old friend, Roger Burnham, who is dying, he promises to watch over Burnham's wife, Clorinda, and his son, Enoch, after the funeral when a man who posed as Burnham's doctor, and later as a religious article salesman, turns out at the Gotham morgue, victim of a ritual murder, Batman rushes to Burnham Towers to check on Burnham's family. So, all right, I'm going to stop there. That's only probably about a third of the way into the synopsis that's here on the DC Fandom website, just because I it's going to give too much away if uh, I, I keep going there that we're going to have a lot more fun talking about uh, <laughs> down the road here, right? Yeah, sounds good. So, all right, what about this first page here? So, I love this splash page, uh, you know, Batman walking. It, it looks like he's just walking down some random driveway up to this, like, uh, palatial estate here, some huge mansion, right? Yeah, he, right. He he's, he's walking for one thing. There's no Batmobile. Uh-huh. He's, he's coming up to this 
mansion with towers and it's nighttime um and the woman clorinda answers the door she's got a she's holding a candelabra mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. you know she greets batman and you know as as they were expecting them expecting him and then the little kid little enoch runs up for come calling for batman and he says is my daddy going to die please don't let that happen Mm, yeah, and Batman thinks to himself, how can I lie to the child? Truth is always best. And I'm thinking, um, first of all, how do these people know Batman? It'd be different if this was a Bruce Wayne thing, but it's like, no, we know Batman. He's a family friend, and it's just kind of crazy. And then uh, when she opened the door, by the way, too, Batman says, Clorinda, still as beautiful as ever. And her husband's in the next room almost dead. Like, way, real, way to go, Batman. <laughs> What a creep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hitting it on the almost widow. Yeah, like, what a jerk. And again, this is supposed to be a guy you're like all buddy-buddy with since, you know, back in the day. And you're already, you're kind of hitting on his wife. And you're in the, he's in the next room almost dead. Way to go, dude. <laughs> but he says to the little kid, Enoch, he says, remember your pet bird got hurt and died? Nothing could hurt it anymore. That's what it's like. Nothing will hurt your daddy anymore. <laughs> like, wow. So Batman then and Clorinda with her crazy, insane candelabra that's smoking like it's going to take off like a bottle rocket. Uh, they go. Yeah, in those, and, are, those are some bad quality wicks on those candles. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. And there's <laughs> I forgot to mention there's a caption box that says then into the death chamber steps the masked manhunter humble before a foe no mortal can escape or conquer like wow man that's pretty uh <laughs> pretty yeah there's they're setting the tone this is they set the tone or haney sets the tone as this is going to be a heavy story right away i mean batman just explained death to this this eight-year-old kid that doesn't mm-hmm. want his father to die yeah and the guy's laying there in bed and says batman Oldest and best of friends. <clears throat> so, again, wow. Why have we never heard of Roger before? And Batman says, yes, Roger, I'm here. And he says to Batman, I'm going. Dr. Mathis has done everything he can. He brought my son into this world, but even his great skill can't prevent my leaving it. And he says, uh, I die here in my beloved home with my wife and child I adore and the man I admire the most by my side. One last request, Batman. Yes, Roger. And he's like, if I I'll die happy if I know one thing that in this harsh world, you'll protect Clorinda and little Enoch promise. And Batman says, I promise I'm Enoch's godfather. I give my own life for him or Clorinda. So really, like they they had like a a party where there was a christening and they said, and here's the godfather, Batman. And, you know, for as heavy as this story is going to be. The whole idea that these people are friends with Batman, that Batman is this boy's godfather, not Bruce Wayne, <laughs> Batman. It's just so preposterous that, you know, you can't help but, like, what is going on here? <laughs> mm, it's crazy. And then he says, then I'm at peace. Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye, my love. And somebody says, farewell, Roger. So I'm assuming that's Batman and then Clorinda saying, Roger, no. And then, bam, that quick. We're at the funeral. And again, they're having a funeral there with family and friends. And there's the priest. And then there's little Enoch, too. And there's just Batman standing there. Yep. Just Batman. That's what he does every day. Attends friends' funerals. 
You know, he probably goes out. He and Roger probably went to the bar plenty of times, knocked back a cold one. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're just buddies. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, Batman, you know, Clorinda's out of town. Let's go to, you know, the the nudie bar together. I'll grab the ones, Roger. I I can just imagine it. (laughs) They go to the Gotham Knights baseball games together. Yeah, let's go get let's go grab a movie. And there he is in his costume. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hades, Hades the best. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they're at the funeral and, you know, the priest is doing his thing. And he goes, Batman monologues to himself. These friends of Clorinda's and Rogers. Odd. I never met any of them before, but they certainly are grief stricken. So, again, now he's friends with these people that nobody's ever heard of and probably never heard of again in continuity, which, OK, that's fine. But Batman thinks that he would have somehow known all their friends as well as Batman. Well, he must play bridge with these people. I mean, come on. (laughs) Oh, this is fantastic. So, you know, we right away then and after the sad ceremony, good transition there. There's little Enoch holding on to Batman like face to face. And Batman says, I must return to Gotham City, Clorinda. But you can reach me on the bat line. I, I maybe don't, he's I don't got get business. It. Maybe he's got business cards that he passes out to close personal friends with the Batline hotline number. I'm just thinking of like the the '66 show where there was you know the the red phone that Commissioner Gordon would be able to call right to bat the you know the Batcave. Is there like a phone next to it in this universe where it's like a purple phone and that's Clorinda? Maybe maybe it was a party line. You know, <laughs> maybe now I'm thinking of Doris Day and Rock Hudson here in Pillow Talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but this is fantastic. I got to get back to Gotham, but you can call me on the bat line and then goodbye, godson. And Enoch, bye, Batman. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is too much. Yeah, th- he's laying it on pretty thick here. I mean, that's that's I mean, he, you know. Enoch's got his arms around Batman's neck and a tear. Mm-hmm. And again, this I is I love page, you, Batman. Yeah, this this is page three of twenty-two. So strap in. Yep. <laughs> and then, you know, Batman's just casually walking around Gotham, by the way, too. He's not in the Batmobile. He's not chasing a criminal. He's just walking around. And yep. he almost knocks into this guy and goes, Pardon me, aren't you Dr. Mathis, the late Roger Burnham's physician? And he goes, No, I'm Edward Cantrell, a salesman of religious articles. <laughs> Okay. And then Batman, he goes strong resemblance, but I must be mistaken. I why would a country doctor what would a country doctor be doing in Gotham? I'm like, why? Because he's not good enough because he's a country doctor. He's like barred from Gotham. <laughs> like, yeah. what is up with this? And he says, Wonder why Commissioner Gordon called me. And then shortly in the morgue. <laughs> and he goes, This the the Gotham or uh, Gordon says, found this morning and just identified. Hit and run victim. I'd say but Mac here has another theory. And the, the guy at the morgue here, I'm trying to think, what do you call those doctors that work there? A Like a pathologist maybe or something? Yeah, I mean, it's not a, it's not a mortician because that's the person who prepares the, the body. But yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, he retorts to Commissioner Gordon. You bet I do, Commissioner. It was ritual murder. And Batman, come on, Mac. You've been seeing too many TV shows. <laughs> And he says, have I, Batman? The wound sure looked like a hit and run. But great care has been taken to conceal other fatal lesions inflicted first wounds peculiar to ritual deaths. And Batman says, 
let me see his face. And then there's just a panel of Batman, like kind of jumping back in like horror. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a great look. I mean, that mm. there's that, uh, you know, that's vintage apparel. Yeah. You know, conveying everything in just one picture. There's horror, shock. I mean, it's, it's really done well. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great panel. And then Batman just turns and blasts out of there. And uh, Gordon says, you look like you saw a ghost. And he says, maybe I did, Commissioner. And he says to himself, no time to tell that I'm fairly sure the corpse was a mourner at Roger's funeral. So shortly in a bank. <laughs> so <laughs> we have this bank guy saying, yes, the deceased did work here for years. Quite loyal. And uh, in our auditing department, I can't believe this awful thing. Batman says, you'd better believe he checked his last column of figures. Quite loyal, eh? And he says, hardly a candidate for ritual murder. And then all of a sudden, the guy, if you ask me, he was too quiet. In cleaning out his desk, I found this. <laughs> and what do you think of that panel? <laughs> yeah, a chicken foot. And I'm, I, when I first looked at it, because I, you know, you see the picture before you read the words. I thought it was some kind of talisman, but he says a chicken foot. And it's like, oh, that's quite a chicken's foot. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> great. And then here we go. Another transition later. And it looks like Batman is in Commissioner Gordon's office and he's got his feet up and the phone on his knee. What about that? <laughs> it, it's very casual because, you know, he he's uh, he's picked up the phone by the by the hook and he's mm -hmm. holding that. And he's talking on the receiver just like, you know. Joe Friday down at the uh, bowling alley. Mm -hmm. And he says, you called to say something's wrong up there, Clorinda. You're frightened. Of course, I'm on my way. And and soon, a hundred miles north of the city's concrete canyons, it's Batman jumping. It looks like he's jumping like literally onto a balcony 15 feet in the air. And he says, what is it? And she says, there's someone, something in the house, Batman, a terrifying figure appearing these last few nights. She goes, last night, Enoch saw it at the top of the stairs. Oh, God, there it is now. And we see this, uh, how would you describe this? Just like a shape, really? Yeah, it's a, it's a glowing shape with no distinct features. It almost, it almost looks like a silhouette of Camo, um, you, you know, the, <laughs> the, the big monster villain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a shape with no features in a electrical field around it or something to show that it's, you know, glowing. <clears throat> you know what it reminded me of that Scooby Doo episode where they fought this like electric monster where he was just yeah. made of like electricity, except it's blue instead of that guy was like orange. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Batman being the man of action that he is, he's just going to run head first right at this thing. And, you know, it's a, a shoot first, ask questions later mentality. But. He doesn't get too close, and this thing zaps the living crap out of him and knocks him right over the banister that he almost falls. Yeah, and that's a, that's another great apparel panel. Again, mm. he's the masked manhunter, but he he gets blasted by this this shape. But it's you see a full figure drawing. Batman's bent backwards now. He's going to fall over the banister, but it's it's so well done. You can, I mean, if you know apparel's work you can probably picture this as, as we're describing it in your mind, mm -hmm. the way um, the muscular, the musculature is done, the way he's falling, um, the speed lines around it. So good. Yeah, it's great. But he imagine he, he manages to grab a hold of the, you know, part of the stairwell there 
before he hits the bottom and then flips himself right back up. And it's a second later. And we know that because there's a caption box that says a second later. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, gone. Did it really exist? Yet something, some invisible force did slam me back. And Clorinda says, so it was there. You saw it too. Could it be Roger returned to us in another form? And Batman says, come now. Grief and memory can play tricks on us. Roger's gone forever. I'm like, wow. You, you, you really need a reminder, Batman? Like, come on, man. And all yeah, of a sudden, that, I mean that that funeral was days ago, and he she he, he has to say Roger's gone forever. <laughs> yeah, I think she realizes that, dude. But uh, a knock at the door, and it's Walt the cop, and he says, "Evening, Clorinda." Well, I'll be Batman. This is a great honor meeting you, Walt Higgins, Chief Constable, at your service. And I'm like a Chief Constable. Like that sounds like you're out in the like out on the moors in like you know England or something. <laughs> But, I don't know. Uh, he's, he's blonde. He's a big corn-fed mule. We're definitely in the sticks and in somebody's mansion, but he's definitely a a local cop. Yeah, he almost reminds me a little bit of Sergeant Rock. How apparel draws him slightly, not exactly, but slightly. Yeah, I, I yeah, I get you because he is he is built. Um, yeah, I can mm-hmm. I can see what you're talking about. Yeah, Clorinda says I called Walt for help when we Enoch first saw that thing. Walt, it was just here again. And he says, now, Clorinda, you probably just imagined it. It's them I'm more worried about. And Batman says, them? And he says, a group of local townies. They've been harassing and bad-mouthing Clorinda. Did it when Mr. Burnham was alive. Now he's dead. They're really after her. And he says, resentful of her. Her beauty, this house, accusing her of all kinds of sick things. I'm not the great Batman, just a country cop. But I can protect her and the boy just fine, you bet. And Batman's looking at him and he goes, the way he looks at her, he's infatuated with her. I can't blame him. Clorinda's a fabulous female. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, I'm sorry, but that's a terrible line. Clorinda is a fabulous female. I mean, could, could he be talking about her as if she were a piece of meat anymore? I mean... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, okay, Batman, like, chill out. Yeah. There's like a mystery going on here. Her husband just died a few days ago. You were supposedly best friends with him. You're godson of the child. And that's where you're thinking. Like, you know, that's where yeah. your mind's going. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, but he Slow goes, your role, Batman. Yeah, calm down. So he <laughs> says, uh, you're in good hands. I got to get back now, but don't worry. You're still upset from Roger's death. It's only natural. And she says, I suppose so. Goodbye, Batman. And then he says, a photo of the mourners at Roger's funeral. Odd idea. And something's wrong. I know that murder victim I thought was one of them. He's not in the picture. Well, it's it, that's that's uh, you know it's it's something he's going to think about here for a minute. But got to get back to Gotham. You know the Joker might be on the rampage. So he says, "Could I have had a memory goof like mistaking that salesman for Doctor Malthus? Maybe, but I've got a hunch I'd better not leave just yet." So he just starts creeping around the estate, and he goes, "Maybe I didn't see that apparition, but there was a strange force there." I didn't want to scare Clorinda about good blazes it again. Yeah, we get that same electrical greenish shape. And this time it points back towards the house and it's pointing towards the house. Batman think, what's that music? Laughter, weird laughter. <laughs> yeah. what? How do you tell the difference between laughter and weird laughter? I don't know about yeah. that one. <laughs> But he goes, he looks back and he says, gone, just like the other time. And this is apparition disappeared. And he says, Walt Higgins' car is gone. But what's going on inside? 
And wow, this might be my favorite page of the whole book, page nine here. What do you think of that? Yeah, mm. you know, I, I, I took special note in, in when I was writing some stuff down. This panel is incredible. Um, Batman's looking through some kind of stained glass window because there's different colors in each panel of the window. But in the middle is this fantastic sketch inked sketch um because it's not i mean it's one color um but it's there's obviously some kind of ceremony there's all kinds of smoke people bowing in robes and raising their arms in robes and there's a little boy and a horn thrown it's it's incredible yeah it's pretty creepy looking and then batman says good heavens but before he can act he gets clunked over the head with this like stovepipe here and you're thinking, what is going on here? But uh, we, we get a caption box sometime later. Through a haze of pain and throbbing, whirling pinpoints of light, Batman sees. And there's uh, Clorinda looking, you know, sexy as usual for Batman here, I guess. And yep. uh, the little boy, Enoch. And he goes, Clorinda, Enoch. And she says, oh, I feel so awful about this. Those chimney pots, which I've never heard them called that, by the way. That's a little weird. I've never heard that called chimney, a chimney pot are toppled by the slightest breeze. I warned Roger about them often. So, you know, from everything you can see right here, other than Batman looking in that window and seeing that crazy scene, you're thinking, okay, you know, this this still seems like there's maybe there's something going on that doesn't really involve the two of them. But Batman says, this room, I thought I saw, and there he is, and all the guests are there. And she says, my friends, they all came to comfort me in grief. Roger's dead one month tonight. And I was like, wow, I didn't think a month passed by. That seemed like a bit of a jump, right? Yeah. From when she says one month to what we've, what's seemingly been one or two days, it, it's, it's definitely quite a jump and Batman hasn't been knocked out for that long. Yeah. And I'm thinking even if it was a week, but a month, I'm like, uh, I don't know. But she says, let my friends help you, Batman. You need to rest. You had a nasty blow. And he goes, my head. Yes, of course. And then this woman, <laughs> she says, Batman, could you sign this? Give me your autograph. It would mean so much. And Clorinda, what an inconsiderate thing at this time. And he says, it's all right, Clorinda. I feel shaky, but not that bad. And she's like, oh, thank you. I'll treasure it always. And he does give this woman an autograph. Yeah, that <laughs> it just seems... <laughs> It, it comes up later, but it, it's very, very weird. And where did all these people come from? Batman was in the house, wandered around the state, estate, didn't see the cop leave, and now there's all these people here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe they live there. Who knows, right? I mean, they're <laughs> in the bowels of this place. But uh, oh, we got a, a little caption box shortly, and we see Batman laying in a bed, and little Enoch there looking over him, and Clorinda's walking out of the room, and she says, you rest a while. I'll get rid of my guests. Mind if little Enoch stays with you? He adores you so. And he holds Batman's hand and says, feeling better? And he goes, yes, son. Your being here, your being here helps a lot. And I'm like, he is not your son. Stop that. Yeah, the, the whole thing with Enoch loving Batman, it, it's, a, it's a little over the top. Yeah, and then suddenly a strange stupor overcomes the Cape Crusader, and he just like gets like knocked out, and he goes, "What's happening to me? And what's that I hear?" And all of a sudden, wow! These three panels in the middle of page eleven are creepy. He goes, "Someone 
aiming a crazy trident at me. And you do see this like figure in this trident, like kind of coming towards Batman's throat. And it's almost like it's jamming into his throat. And the caption box reads deeper, deeper into his pulsing flesh. He feels the cruel tines press. And then suddenly the deadly pressure ceases. And we see Batman's arm and then Enoch and then that crazy like electrical monster holding on to the trident, right? Yeah, and it looks to be the same the same thing we've seen outside. The th- same thing we saw hit Batman earlier. There's a lot of smoke now. The, I mean, the, we're starting to get the uh, impression between the, the the when Batman was looking through the window. Now there's these red flames and a trident. We're we're starting to get the 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 whole demonic, devilish aspect of what might be going on. Mm-hmm. And Batman then says to himself, "My God, it's menacing, Enoch. My legs can't move to help." But he doesn't really, you know, need to here because uh, we find out, uh, you know, right, right quick here who that uh, electrical figure really is. Right. Yep. The Phantom Stranger finally makes his appearance. Um, the next amazing moment and the, the figure turns into the Phantom Stranger with his his big blue coat, cloak, the hat, the medallion. And for my money. Aparo is one of the best artists uh, for the Phantom Stranger. For sure. and just that classic look, the the shadow over the eyes that he nails so well, um, it's really impressive. Yeah, he he had a run on the Phantom Stranger. Some of the uh, you know the the title that you know you and I are going to talk about in, in the very near future here, uh, and I can't wait to get to those issues because I have talked about one of them. It was probably two or three years ago now uh, with uh, Herm on his show uh, that he had Long Box of Darkness. We talked about an issue of Phantom Stranger where it was Len Wein writing and the Phantom Stranger uh, and uh, Apparel was the artist. And, oh, it's incredible. I have a, a, you know, a trade, uh, the black and white, the showcase with all that stuff in. And then I have some of the single issues. And, yeah, Apparel, he, to me, is the best Phantom Stranger artist ever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, Batman's sick and in bed here, so... <laughs> and the Phantom Stranger's like, uh, you know, trying to be like his nanny here. And he says to him how, you know, hey, pal, uh, not I. I. I didn't try to attack you. That was your godson that tried to get you. And he goes, Enoch, preposterous. Phantom Stranger says, but true, that this house is a coven for witches and warlocks. And Clorinda and little Enoch are their masters. And Batman says, what? I can't move. What's wrong with me? And he says, you've had given, you gave a witch your autograph. She used it as a token to hex your body. This counter potion should help. And right, <laughs> what about those crazy pounds? Like, where is Phantom Stranger getting these test tubes and these potions from? Just like inside his jacket? Yeah, it, it's like these are things he carries around, you know, in a in a pocket in that cape or something. But yeah, he mixes a steaming potion for Batman to drink to get him out of this this stupor. But we did ha- we did have a nice editorial box. That mm-hmm. mentions that the Batman first met uh, the stranger back in the Bro- Brave and the Bold '89, and he says, "What is his mission here?" So that that, that was I, I appreciated a good editor's note like that. Uh, yeah, because now as the reader, you want to go back and read issue '89 if you haven't already. Yeah, for as as crazy as Haney is, uh, there are you know some references of continuity within the Brave and the Bold. 
and they're legitimate stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's good stuff. And yeah, I love that when they start, you know, let you know, Hey, if you like the Phantom Stranger, I thought he was cool. Go back to this issue and get it if he didn't. Cause to me, that's, that's a way to sell comic books right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, he drinks the potion and moments later, uh, Phantom Stranger says, you really did see that coven celebrating through the window. That chimney pot didn't fall accidentally. Batman says, you mean someone toppled it on me? And he's like, exactly. To protect myself from the coven spells, I assume spectral form surrounding myself with a psychic barrier, but leaving me voiceless. And he goes, and that's what I slammed into on the stairs. So we're really getting to figure out what's going on here, right? And then I love Batman. But little Enoch, a warlock, he just he still won't believe it, right? Right. He, he doesn't believe it. The stranger says, you saw him tran- transmigrate himself through the keyhole when my psychic powers overcame his. That broke the spell and allowed me to resume my normal form. So it, it, this psychic barrier, one minute it, it makes it sound like it's his choice. And then in the next panel, it sounds like something that's been done to him. Either way, it you know it's it still works for the story, um, but yeah, Batman is just as skeptical as he was back in issue eighty nine um, of what the Stranger says, which I'm guessing is is something that's pretty common in in these superhero slash occult stories. You know, you, you you can't believe everything you see right at first. <laughs> yeah, and he just he will not believe that. Uh, he little little Enoch is a killer, and the Phantom Stranger's like, listen, dude, who else was in the room with you but him? He said, I've been watching the Coven for some time. Enoch's the evil godling they all worship. And Batman punches you know his hand and says, everything else makes sense now. The bank auditor really was ritually murdered, but that chicken foot. And Phantom Stranger <laughs> says, oh, which is warning. He was marked for death, perhaps for trying to leave the Coven and go, well, air quotes straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Haney's out of control. This is great. Yeah. Then and then yeah. Batman says, and that funeral phone uh, photo, phony to allay my suspi- my my suspicions, and that was Doctor Mathis I saw. So now he's really coming around um, to what the strangers laying down, um, <laughs> starting to believe that, you know these things all make sense because of this occult stuff, because whatever Enoch being the warlock and worshiped is. Um, so yeah, it, 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 he's coming around to, he and the stranger are going to be able to work together to figure this out. And it's funny. He says about that Dr. Mathis, he says, I saw, except he's probably no doctor in Phantom stranger. Oh, he is kind of a witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah. Having the great Batman as a friend of the family was a perfect cover for their doings. But once you became suspicious, they tried to kill you. They seem to have dispersed. Come. So they walk out into the house. And of course, you know, there's nothing much going on. But Phantom Stranger does uh, say, who would you believe our who would believe our preposterous story that she used Roger to father her child and provide her with wealth and this house as a coven's lair and then had him murdered and Batman murdered. And he says, that's why we need legal proof the Coven exists, proof of their crimes, including Roger's death. And he says, that's my kind of bag. And I've got a plan on how we can get that proof. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Again, more Haneyisms here. Yeah, that's my kind of bag. And they're already both out of the mansion. They 
you know, little Enoch has gone wherever through that keyhole. Clorinda knows that Batman knows too much. And yet they get out of this house unaccosted. Nothing happens. Everybody apparently is gone. When all of a sudden, then a mournful sound rides the night air. And they turn around and there's a light on in one of the towers. Oh my gosh, Batman. And and here's where it really gets crazy, people. So, Batman, a child crying. That's Enoch in the window. Phantom Stranger says, ignore that spawn of evil, Batman. It could be some trap. And the following night, so they do ignore it, walk away, and I guess, does Batman go all the way back to Gotham? Or does he sleep in the Batmobile overnight? Like, what happens here? I don't get it. Yeah, because he, he, now he's talking to the, the country bumpkin sheriff again in the cemetery so i mean we don't quite know what's going on but yeah the the following night so Mm, yeah the guy says a court order to exhume roger burnham's body you expect foul play batman and he goes i don't know walt but it's your duty to carry out that order and then here comes the grave digger and he goes hit him now and they crack batman over the head with a shovel yeah they they knock him good and he's already had some, like, a uh, little bit of brain damage there from getting hit over the head with the, uh, uh, the, you know, the what did they call it? The, chimney, a, the chimney, chim- pot. chimney pot. Yeah. So Batman's head, I, I don't know. He, he's he's probably got some, like, PTSD or something at this point in his life. Yeah, he, he's been knocked out a couple times in this book. Um, and here he is. He's going to be, we turn the page. And just like on the Oof. cover, he's on an altar. Yeah, it's crazy. There's people going, Enoch, Enoch, all powerful be his name. And then there's uh, the the cop. He's like one of the head people here. He's like, let the sacrifice to his greater glory be done. And minutes later, there's Batman, like you said, strapped to the altar. And Clorinda's there. And she says, now my whelp of darkness. Whelp of darkness? (laughs) Yeah. Plunge the blade into the, plunge the naked blade into this unbeliever. We are safe here. That spectral figure that haunts the house knows not these sacred precincts. And then what about this crazy one here where little Enoch has the knife? What about that little panel? This is this is very a very disturbing picture. So yeah. Batman's held down. Enoch has one foot on Batman's midsection and he's handed this knife. And then the next panel, he's in his his little suit and shorts. He's raising this fairly large dagger. He's going to stab Batman when Batman comes to blazes. And as the (laughs) glittering blade starts its fatal plunge, Batman flips his feet up, breaks free of uh, the sheriff's, sheriff's grip, knocks little Enoch off him. And then he starts clobbering, people in the room that are in these robes mm-hmm. yeah Clor- it, it, go ahead i was just saying clorinda he tried to harm my son your master pull him down the sacrifice must be done and so these got these <laughs> goons are charging at batman yeah and then this next part is absolutely insane i didn't know what was happening here it took me you know a, a minute to get this i i didn't see this coming i guess i should say yeah, I, I didn't see this coming either, what happens next. Yeah, so all of a sudden, Batman's, like, kicking the crap out of all these cultists, 
And this gigantic satanic figure appears out of nothing, like Satan himself, like this giant devil. And it says, you do not recognize your true Lord. I am Lucifer. And all of a sudden, the cultists, the old lady cultists, greatest of fallen angels and first to defy good original prince of evil. And what 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 once he here, a guy says, and then it points and says, your blasphemy has called me forth. A mortal of his distinction is only fit to be sacrificed by one of the high stature. I, Lucifer, thus I prepare him. <laughs> and this this Lucifer is something else. I mean, wings, all red, bald with devil horns. Uh, he's quite a, a figure here. Yeah, it's scary looking. And yeah. he kind of like looks like he puts this whammy on Batman and Batman like goes unconscious and he says, now I depart, taking him to a proper consecrated death. And I was like, uh, okay, like what's going on? How's Batman going to get out of this one? But we quickly see it was a bit of a ruse. Yeah. And so first of all, I didn't expect a demon to show up. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, you know, I thought these people were like, you know, just not fake cultists, but you know, they're not really doing anything too too bad here and all of a sudden this red demon shows up he flies away and it turns out it was the phantom stranger that's just such a good twist yeah it's great we get shortly in shrouding woods batman comes to and he says so it was you phantom stranger and he says when you didn't return from the cemetery i checked out the coven's haunts that was a vial of harmless gas i used to knock you out how are you feeling? And he goes, for a guy who's been slammed with a shovel and almost sacrificed, not bad. But I keep seeing that look in the boy's eyes. Ugh. And he says, yes, your godson's pure evil. The mystic source of the coven's power. And he goes, without him, they'd be powerless. We must get our hands on Enoch, but secretly. My first plan to exhume Roger's body failed because even Constable Higgins is one of them. And here we go. So the next night, Batman's creeping into the house through a window and he goes, there he is playing like an, any ordinary child. And there's Enoch with a bunch of toys and he's got this big smile on his face and he's just playing and Batman jumps him and puts a bag over him. Yeah. So, so just to, just to, for, so we're keeping score. Mm-hmm. Batman has hit on a pretty woman whose husband was about to die. He finds her, attractive after the husband dies so he's kind of lusting after this woman Mm -hmm. he's been dragged away by the phantom stranger posing as lucifer and now he's plotting to kidnap children so just (laughs) just so we know where we're at just to put everything in context here yeah (laughs) so he grabs him with this bag and says um but I know different. Phantom Stranger said this sack had properties to cancel his Borlock powers. I hope. And <laughs> a few days later, in a Gotham hospital ward, equipped with a one-way window, and there's a doctor, and it says Children's Psychiatric Division. And he says, as a psychiatrist, I don't believe in the actual power of witches and warlocks, but I realize anyone who has such powers will exhibit bizarre behavior. And then, exactly, doctor, if we can show him displaying those powers, perhaps we can make a legal case against the coven, try them for their crimes. And I was like, you know, Batman, like they're they're not they're doing illegal things. 
you don't really need to go through the law here. Like any other time, he just punches people out and does whatever he wants. It's like he's above the law. But now he's worried about the law. Right. He's A, he's worried about the law. But he's kidnapped a child, had him committed, and is essentially mentally torturing him in this confined room filled with creepy-looking statues. And just to point out, this is before the movie The Exorcist came out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the things happening to this child, A, are pretty intense. And it's a 25-cent comic book. We haven't even <laughs> seen horror movies with you know kids that go through really awful stuff other than maybe Rosemary's Baby at this point in time. So they're, they're a little, Bob Haney and Apparel are a little ahead of their, their game here on this child Satanism stuff. Yeah, they literally have this kid in a room, locked in a room by himself with all these demonic, satanic things, and he's like freaking out about it. And I'm thinking, that might be your first clue that something's up here, Batman, and Phantom Stranger says. But we've observed him for days, and all he looks is frightened by those occult objects. Could our theory be wrong? And Batman snaps his fingers as the doctor says, I don't like it. Technically, we're guilty of abduction. Now he's crying again. An odd cry. And Batman says, he almost seems like a different child. Hold it. Maybe that's it. Come on, stranger. And okay, here we go. Here's the insanity that is Bob Haney. Yeah. <laughs> Some hours later, what are we doing here in town hall in the middle of the night? Researching my fine, phantasmic friend. Ah, just as I suspected. And shortly, Phantom Stranger. Why did we return? The coven's dispersed, powerless, with Enoch locked away at the hospital. Batman. I recalled Roger Burnham was away when Enoch was born at the house with Dr. Mathis attending. Well, the town hall has no record of his birth. It was stolen or destroyed. Phantom Stranger says, meaning what? And Batman. Maybe we'll soon see. So he won't even tell the Phantom Stranger who he's working arm in arm with to stop cultists that are trying to murder what's going on. Yeah, and and you know, Clorinda supposedly has the Batman's ear and hotline number. Why hasn't she called about her son who's disappeared? Yeah, to be like Batman, <laughs> help. He's been snatched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh here here we go. Here is uh here here's the rub. Moments later, as the pair peer inside, and what does Batman and the Phantom Stranger see? It's Enoch on his satanic throne, because it's now we see Clorinda and the cop. They're in their robes, holding up glasses of what I'm going to assume is wine, not not blood. And <laughs> there's little creepy little Enoch on this horned throne. Mm-hmm. But it can't be him. I'll swear it is. Don't you see? That's why the birth record was missing. Clorinda didn't have one son, but two. That child back at the hospital is Enoch's twin brother. And this is just such a great twist. I mean, we, we get the Phantom Stranger is the devil, and now evil and good twin boys. I mean, that's that's some classic stuff right there. You know what? Let me look this up quick. So... There was Hammer put out a movie called Twins of Evil somewhere right around this time. Oh, did they really? They did. It was two girls, like the hot girls that were like in Playboy and stuff like that. It wasn't two like, you know, eight year old boys. But still, okay. it's it's still kind of the same combat uh, concept. So this is November 1971. 
when this was released. So yeah. I've got to know. I think that movie did come out. Oh, yeah, it came out in 1971. So maybe Haney had been visiting the theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Yeah, this is this is awesome. So, yeah, it, well, Batman, he's 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 seen enough. So he smashes right through the glass to start, you know, doing what he does best, which is, you know, kicking butt. Right. Yeah. And the, and the sheriff starts to draw his gun as Batman's coming through the coming through the window. But he gets chopped right in the neck. He goes down and Clorinda runs away. You'll never take me or my child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, it, they the two of them, Enoch and Clorinda start running up that huge uh, staircase, you know, where Batman first got, you know, zapped by, you know, the, the, the electricity, you know, monster that was really phantom stranger yep. batman runs after them and they turn around and she says enox hex him and he turns around and like gestures at batman and he's like Ugh, and he goes can't move a muscle and they'll escape somehow from up there phantom stranger where is he and you hear ha 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 and then all of a sudden the two of them turn around and clorinda has again this insane looking uh, candelabra which is awesome by the way but it's pitch dark now all of a sudden and at the top of the stairs we see Roger, and she goes, Roger, and this is crazy. I did not see this coming at all. Did you? No. You know, from the Brave and the Bold comics I've read, I did not anticipate what was going to happen next. Yeah, this is crazy. So as she kind of goes towards this figure of Roger, um, it's it says, and recoiling from the sudden sight, all of a sudden, Phantom Stranger then kind of reaches out for her, and I guess they're trying to say, like, as she was running up the stairs, she saw Roger and it kind of freaks her out. So she kind of like loses her balance and falls off of the stairs. Right. Yeah. So we get the scream <clears throat> and it, it the panel, it looks like she's being scared by the Phantom Stranger and Roger. But she's also already gone topsy turvy by the time Phantom Stranger comes out. Mm-hmm. So she falls, Enoch falls, and Batman says, where were you? And the Phantom Stranger, I had a psychic hunk. She tried to escape this way, but I got here too late to prevent the fall. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, and again, Clorinda and Enoch were pretty awful. That They needed to spend the rest of their lives in prison, or maybe this is what they deserve. But, you know, Batman kind of it looks upset about it, and I'm thinking to myself, why? Because he was horny for this hot chick? Is that why? Or <laughs> what's up, Batman? But uh, Phantom Stranger says, dead, both of them. They were mortal, unfortunately. Or I'm sorry, fortunately. And Batman says, but what made her fall? And Phantom Stranger, I think I know. Roger Burnham's portrait, looking spectral as the moonlight hit it. It was a terror born of her own guilt that caused her to fall. <laughs> and Batman, so poor Roger avenged himself in a way. And a Phantom Stranger with the coven finished, my work here is done. Farewell, Batman, until we meet again on some occult battleground. And sometime later, and why don't you speak on this final panel? <laughs> yeah, so the, we've got the we've got Batman in his Batman suit. <laughs> Enoch's twin brother at graveside. I couldn't save Enoch from his awful his awful fate, Roger, my old friend, but I promise my new godson Roger Jr. will have my protection, will have my love and protection 
always. <laughs> and then the caption box reads, much evil has this burnt out cinder earth endured. And only with each innocent child is its hope reborn. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Fantastic. So earlier when they looked in to the window and they saw uh, little Enoch on his, you know, devilish throne, they did say to themselves, uh, it, Batman says, when he cried in the hospital, I remembered hearing that same peculiar cry somewhere in the mansion when I was lying hexed. But it wasn't Enoch. He was with me trying to kill me. And a phantom stranger says, of course, there had to be another child, one locked away in the house because he was good, born without evil, the child we heard crying in the tower. Batman says, Clorinda must have guessed I'd try to grab Enoch. So she switched them, left the good son here. I could easily find him and hid Enoch away instead. Time to break up their gloating. Back me up, stranger. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what a crazy story. This one is just like, I, I love the, the horror elements of it. That's probably why I really enjoy this one, you know, more so than some others. Because, you know, I always love the craziness, but the horror elements plus this absolute insanity, you know, of the two kids that and Batman getting all worked up over this woman and saying she's all hot and everything. <laughs> this one is just all over the place. Yeah, it really is. And it's it's filled with great comic book, you know, twists that Haney had all the time. I mean, twins. I didn't see that coming. Good and evil twins. Come on, that's good. That's good stuff right there. That's great. Yeah, I was like, there was no way, even if I, when I was halfway through this story, I could have said, I thought I saw any of this coming. It would have been a lie. <laughs> yeah, no, th this one, th there's nothing typical about this other than it's filled with, you know, bonkers, bonkers hat things that happen. And the fact that the Clorinda and Enoch die at the end that really kind of mm -hmm. took me um you know you expect batman and the phantom stranger to be able to stop what they were doing and you know resolve the story but death from a you know a ghostly apparition scaring them that that's pretty heavy stuff yeah haney he wasn't the uh the type to always write well okay Batman caught the bad guys. Let's, you know, handcuff them and put them in the police car and take them to jail. He, he always did have some crazy endings to his stories. Yeah. And it, this is definitely one of those wild endings. Well done, <laughs> yeah. though. Really well done. And, you know, Aparo's artwork throughout is so, so good. The action scenes, um, the, the, the facial expressions. I mean, all the times that Enoch is evil and twisted, and you know, like when, uh, Clorinda tells him to hex him. He really he gets that evil eye and that creepy kid vibe mm -hmm. is so well. Yeah, he's he's got that like little kid from the omen, the Damien look going on. Yep. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, like you said, oh man, a crazy fun story and the apparel artwork is absolutely off the charts in this one. It is so good. And like I was saying, I just think he's he's great for this title. And he was great for Phantom Stranger as well. I can't wait to dive into some of those. Yeah. And, you know, the, the mood of the, the story, the, you know, the darkness, the, the, the intensity of the, the, the spooky um, kind of everything happens at night stuff. All, all really well done. It's, it's a, it's the tone is, is well, is well set. 
Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's uh, it's it's one you got to read. Again, I would just go for collections uh, unless you want to start slowly buying singles. You know, if you're just starting out, it, it's going to be tough with Brave and the Bull to, you know, to get them in decent shape and and start that collection up now with, you know, 200 issues or at least. You oh. know, yeah. Once you get to the ones that are just all Batman there, even there to the end is it's pretty tough. So, yeah, if you can find collections, get those, whether it's, you know, digital or you know hard copies or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be able to have, have all that that nice Jim Apparel artwork in, in one place um, on nice quality paper like that, that's that's got to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 really, really good. So. All right, man. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this one. Uh, thanks again for joining me here. And uh, so if uh, anyone wants to uh, seek you out, where can they find you uh, out there in the ether? Uh, the best places to find me are on Twitter and Instagram. I've been pretty active lately. It's uh, at BigOx737. And then um, my my blog, comicscomicscomics.blog. Um, I post there. Not regularly, but I, I try to. We get the SBTU stuff up there, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I, we just had, you know, a good one for Halloween season and you know, you uh, you know, by the time this recording comes out, you'll actually have some uh, stuff up from uh, your visit to uh, Baltimore Comic Con as well. That was around Halloween. So, yeah, some yep. good stuff there to check out. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So everybody get out there and give that a, a, a blog a hit there and then uh, follow Jeremiah on the socials as well. So. All right, man. Well, once again, thanks for joining me uh, for this one. This was another one that was a blast. Uh, really looking forward to more. And then uh, definitely looking forward to our uh, Phantom Stranger coverage over on uh, the horror show. We're going to start that up uh, probably by the time people hear these two episodes. Uh, you know, we're either, we'll either have, you know, maybe an episode out or we'll be real close to getting one out there. So, you know, everybody should uh, tune into that one, right? Yeah. And thanks for having me back. I had a really good time. Um, Brave and the Bold, it's always a fun comic to read. Um, big fan of the Phantom Stranger, so it's a, and this was a real good story. Yeah, this one was really good, so definitely uh, everybody check it out. So, all right, well, I'm going to jump out of here and then uh, wrap up the show. Okay, everybody, that wraps up this episode. Uh, once again, I want to thank Jeremiah for being on, and, you know, as we said uh, at the end of the recording there, yeah, get ready for some uh, awesome Phantom Stranger coverage uh coming forward uh hopefully on a monthly basis maybe every five six weeks but definitely uh you know we're gonna uh run through the uh, series and then uh, uh on this uh, show we're gonna cover his appearances in brave and the bold as well all right thanks for listening everybody take care <laughs>